You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. She punches the air and she crosses that blue finish line. The world champion of 12 months ago who finished second here last time around has won it. The Athletes Village is not a place for fighting. I've never heard that ever in Olympic and Paralympic history. This is Anything But Footy, the Olympic and Paralympic podcast covering the games all the time rather than once every four years. I'm Michael. And I'm John. And coming up in this episode, some of the biggest names in world sport have their eyes, like us, on Paris 2024. Women's sport is the focus of a brand new Team GB project. And we'll also have our news from the games, athletics, diamond league, gymnastics, boxing, tennis, shooting. It's all coming up. And the rowing, by the way, is coming up right at the end. So you need to listen all the way through. You can always have your say on X. You can find us there at anything but F. You can find us on Facebook, on Insta. We're also on Threads. And if you'd like to send us a message, you can do that through our website at anythingbutfooty.com. Now, the last couple of episodes, it really does feel like the countdown to the Paris Games has upped its pace, doesn't it? I know... Mm. John was giddy with excitement last week when we were doing some recording for our new series of Great British Bosses, which will start in a few weeks. Season five, we've got some terrific guests lined up and they have got us very, very excited for the Olympics and the Paralympics. Also, what's exciting is it seems it's not only us. Yes, one of the biggest names in world sport has added his name to the list of those who want to compete at the Olympics. I'm talking about LeBron James. 11 years since he last competed for the US in basketball. The LA Lakers superstar, record point scorer in the NBA, has won two gold medals. Those were in 2008 and 2012. A bronze in Athens in 2004. And now it's been revealed by sources close to King James (laughs) that he is interested in going again for Paris. And it seems, Michael, he won't be the only one from the USA basketball 
team who finished fourth at this year's World Cup. But they only had four NBA All-Stars in that team. Uh, others thought to be interested, along with LeBron, as you say, NBA champion Stephen Curry from the Golden State Warriors, Kevin Durant from Phoenix Suns, Jason Tatum, uh, Boston Celtics. He was the leading scorer for the USA in Tokyo, so he looks like he could be back. And someone I was really impressed with last season as well in the uh, NBA for Miami Heat, Bam Adebayo, also interested. And of course, although we don't really talk about football on this podcast, Kylian Mbappe says that he wants to play at the Paris 2024 Olympics. He said it's a child's dream to uh, compete at an Olympics, especially at home. So that would be exciting. And then from a a tennis point of view, we've got Rafa Nadal. Of course, he says he wants to finish next year uh, with the Paris Olympics with the tennis at Roland Garros, very much on his agenda. Novak Djokovic, the US Open champion, is yet to win an Olympic gold. He said he wants to do that before he finishes his career, which we know is probably coming into an end in the next few years. Uh, and also uh, the, the former world women's number one as well, Iga Schwantek. Uh, she has already said that she'll be teaming up with compatriot Hubert Hurkatz uh, to play in the mixed doubles event at the 2024 Olympics in Paris. So I was got me wondering, Michael, what do you think? Is, is having world-class sportsmen at the Olympics important or is it distracting? I think it is important to have world-class sports people at the Olympics. I mean, the phrase that is trotted out to the likes of you and me when we try and talk about why Olympic football is important or why Olympic golf is important or why Olympic tennis is important is the Olympics should be the pinnacle of the sport. And we know that actually in tennis, in golf, in football, that's not actually true. But... The more the big names want to come, and you think the the journey of tennis, I know tennis is, is your sport, one mm. of your sports, the journey of tennis in the Olympic Games, it was there in the early days, it disappeared off the radio, radar for a long time, came back in, in Seoul in 1988, and it's taken some time to establish itself. But the fact that the likes of Shvantec and Nadal and Djokovic and others all want to go and play tennis now, that gives me hope for one of my sports, which is golf, because as yet in Rio and Tokyo, Olympic golf hasn't quite taken off. Yeah. And I know obviously the the plan when the move to bring golf into the games, I think was to try and get Tiger Woods at the Olympics. That would have been a, a great thing to do. And you know, who knows? Hey, it might still happen. Tiger Woods might still get to play in Olympics. I, I doubt it, but you never know. But that was why golf wanted to get in. It wanted to get its biggest star. It wanted to get one of the superstars of global sport into the games. Tennis is doing it now. Obviously, with football, it's a different kind of uh, setup because it's mainly an under-23s tournament, but we know there's overage players. That's why David Beckham tried and wanted to play in, in 2012. Yes. And Mbappe you know, will play it in 2024. And again, with, with basketball, if, if you're going to win an Olympic gold medal in basketball... You want to do that playing the best in the world, don't you? And and the best in the world are, are what we used to call the US Dream Team. Mm. And they get excited about it. I mean, I've been reading all the blogs and the websites in the States about this basketball and of course they're all doing their dream teams they're all trying to work out who's going to play where and which positions and I remember you mentioned Beckham I remember that when Team GB did the football in 2012 it was like well how are they who's going to be the manager uh, who's going to who's going to slide in or all that now we ended up with Stuart Pearce being the manager and Ryan Giggs and Craig Bellamy being kind of the over uh, over 23 players so they're not quite the level of uh, Kylian Mbappe but of course Lionel Messi has won an Olympic gold medal uh, already in, in his career so 
it does show how important it is for players, as as Mbappe said, it's a child's dream to win Olympic gold, even uh, even from a footballer's point of view. But I, I agree with you. I think it's great for sports like. From a British point of view, tennis, Sir Andy Murray there, Tom Daly for diving, Max Whitlock we'll talk about in a moment um, in gymnastics, Helen Glover for rowing. It's important that these people are there and and that, that because you can, there's always that relatability, isn't there? Because everybody generally knows who they are and so you can have yeah. those conversations. And I was actually quite surprised when you said Novak Djokovic has yet to win an Olympic gold. I just presumed he had, <laughs> no. to be honest. But but then when you think, obviously, 2012, 2016 were Andy Murray's time, yeah. um, you, you can see why Novak Djokovic hasn't yet won an Olympic gold, but does want to win it. And, you know, going back to the build-up to Rio and obviously golf coming in, I, I was excited about that. I thought it was fantastic for Rio that they were going to get a championship golf course. And, and one of the things, as you know, that, that I thought was, was really good was the way that, certainly for Team GB, Justin Rose really embraced it. He, mm. he wanted to stay in the village. He wanted to go and see other sport. He wanted to go to the kitting out. He wanted to go to the opening ceremony. And he obviously won his gold medal as well because he really did buy into to that Olympic experience as well. And I think that's important. Um, for for the big superstars. And it's a question I often ask when we're doing our interviews to athletes, the big name athletes, if you like, ahead of the games. Because when you ask some of the athletes that perhaps we don't know from some of the the so-called smaller or or minority sports, what are you looking forward to? They'll always say things like, oh, I'm looking forward to getting a photo with Usain Bolt or or seeing Tom (laughs) Daly in the the food hall. So one of the questions I always ask to the likes of Usain Bolt or Tom Daly is, you know, what are you looking forward to? Who are you looking forward to seeing? Yeah. And it's always interesting, actually, to hear their responses. And and funnily enough, um, Usain Bolt was looking forward to seeing Tom Daly and Tom Daly was looking forward to seeing <laughs> Usain Bolt. So I think even when you're at the very top of, of your game and, and you are a world-class sports person, I think the Olympics is still exciting. It's it's great for uh, sports people to meet other sports people for, from different disciplines, different sports, and people that they will have admired. Just because you're a diver doesn't mean that you don't want to watch some track and field or vice versa Mm, absolutely and if lebron james can win another gold or another medal for for team usa it's great for him great for the sport great for the profile and probably michael one of the reasons why baseball has never really uh, capitalized on being in the olympics is that you know the major league baseball players never really went and, and competed no and they are saying aren't they because obviously we've had this delayed announcement of the the sports for LA in in 2028 they are saying as baseball softball is trying to get back in into the games they are saying that some of the big name players the major league baseball players will come and play but it might be too little too late because as we've spoken about before and we are going to talk about as well on our new series of great british bosses it looks like cricket will will definitely get the nod mm. and for cricket to come in uh, we've as we've mentioned in previous episodes flag football um, could be coming into the games as well so uh, yeah we'll bring that news to you once the ioc have decided what the program is for la in 2028 Indeed. but uh, before that paris uh, next year and some other good news french air traffic control have agreed no strikes between now and the end of the Paralympics next summer. They've called it an Olympic truce in the French media. Uh, We are hoping, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, 
uh, for the same for the Eurostar and the trains. And remember that raid on the Paris headquarters of the Olympics earlier this year. Well, an update in the last week from the chief French financial prosecutor on the alleged corruption uh, for organisers of Paris 2024. Uh, he has been quoted as saying in the French media, I don't see any elements that would lead the investigation towards the most serious cases of corruption or influence peddling. So we said we'd keep you up to date with it. Uh, that is the latest information we have. And uh, we've also said how super excited we are for the 2024 Olympics, which is fantastic this week uh, because a brand new thing has dropped into our <laughs> inbox. Team GB have started a brand new six part YouTube and digital series. It celebrates the stories of female Olympians. They're calling it Sporty AF. Uh, that's sporty and female. It's created by an all female production team. The guests include Jasmine Sawyers, uh, the uh, athlete, of course, Andreas Bendelini, Syriacs who is a diver, Kate Shortman and Izzy Thorpe, artistic swimmers, and the shooter Amber Rutter. And uh, they are all on this brand new series. Yeah, and they're discussing all topics, including body image, mental and physical health, menstrual cycles, and gender equality. I'm not going to be a female Olympian. I'm just going to be an Olympian. I'm Adrian Dudu, and this is Borti I don't get embarrassed about talking about my period. Strong isn't just a masculine word. It's such a powerful thing to know what your strengths are. We're going to be discussing everything from body image to the menstrual cycle. I've always said my period has FOMO. Every major final turns up. You get all sorts of comments. Why have you not got a six pack if you're an athlete then? And actually I'm just focusing more on what my body can do than what it looks like. When I was young, this wasn't something that was spoken about. We finally have the courage to point out the negatives and look towards more positive changes. Yes, yes, more of that. I have no doubt that each one of you are paving the way for the next generation. For long may these very important conversations continue. That's a, a teaser, as they say in the business. The first episode, Changing the Game, came out last Wednesday. There's one to come each week, and you can watch it via Team GB's YouTube channel. It's well worth it. Incredible. Incredibly well filmed as well. Yeah, really good series that presented by AJ Adudu. Brilliant stuff from Team GB. And what I think about it when I watched it is it just really probably taps into that, that Insta, that TikTok, that Snapchat generation. That is exactly the way the IOC are going, as we know, with the introduction of things like skateboarding and freestyle BMX into the games. So if you want something quick, something easy to watch, something you will learn from as well, we would definitely recommend that. Now, talking of Amber Rutter, Nay Hill, uh, she was bang on target at the European Shooting Championships in Croatia last week, crowned European champion with Ben Llewellyn in the mixed skeet. And she also bagged two bronzes as well in the women's skeet and a third place in the women's team with Emily Hibbs and Alexandra Skeggs. Do you remember in Rio, we were trying to, I think, watch a bit of Amber, weren't we? And we, we couldn't bring it up on our TV screens. So we were w watching shooting on, on what appeared to be some kind of CFAX-style service <laughs> uh, that yes. we had access to. Uh, yes, exactly right. Watching it online on the internet, you just see the numbers going up. Yeah, you just saw little little red or black dots yes. <laughs> coming up. That That is how we watched some Olympic shooting back in, in 2016. Um, I'm hoping it's different in Paris. I hope we get to, to see uh, Amber in person because, of course, she missed um, Tokyo after testing positive for, for COVID. And if memory serves, she was 
one of the hot favourites, a world champion going into those games as well. So, yeah, looking forward to seeing seeing Amber uh, in the Games of Paris 2024. In our other news from the Games, uh, the National Federations for Boxing in Denmark, Mongolia, Panama and French Polynesia have been confirmed. They are the latest four members of World Boxing, this new organisation. Something we've been talking about on the pod for a while, trying to keep boxing at the heart of the Olympic movement. It now means that World Boxing has 16 members including GB Boxing. Well, Great Britain are into the Davis Cup finals later this year among eight teams who will battle it out for the so-called World Cup of Tennis. You know my view on this. Just call it the World Cup of Tennis if that's what you should, if you want it to be, rather than just the Davis Cup. Anyway, uh, Dan Evans and Neil Skupski uh, needed to win both their doubles in both the tie against France and Switzerland in Manchester after Great Britain had earlier beaten Australia in both singles matches, including a first Davis Cup appearance for Jack Draper. Now, Evans had earlier won his singles against the French. Andy Murray won a three-set thriller against Reedy of Switzerland too and then dedicated the win to his grandmother whose funeral it was that day. It was incredibly emotional in Manchester and it was revealed as well that not even Captain Leon Smith knew beforehand what was going on in Murray's personal life. Big disappointment though for Cam Norrie. He lost both his singles matches against France and Switzerland and to be honest Great Britain really need him to be on form if they're going to go further in the finals in November. Let's bring up to date with the Diamond League final in Oregon. Two world records. Ethiopia's Guda Sergei in the women's 5K shattered the record. Took nearly five seconds off it. A time of 14.00.21 seconds over 5,000 metres. And Sweden's Armand Duplantis broke the pole vault record. 6.23. Doesn't he do it every week? He does. Well, it's his seventh time in four years. Okay, okay. Seventh time in four years. 6.23 at his first attempt. I mean, no one's getting close, are they? No. Uh, To Duplantis. From a British point of view, Keely Hodgkinson broke the British record in the 800 metres, but was second again behind Atting Moo of the US. There's going to be some terrific battle uh, with Keeley, with Moo and Mary Mora of Kenya as well. Mm-hmm. The three of them, I think, are at a level above anyone else in 800 metres. And it goes back to that thing that Josh Kerr said to us. You can be world class, but to be world champion or Olympic champion it is, a, is a step up. And that is the step that Keeley needs to take because it's another second place. Although having said that, she did win the Diamond League um, last year. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a silver in the Diamond League for Keely Hodgkinson. Uh, just want to pick out a couple of other performances. Sharika Jackson winning the 100 metres, beating Shikari Richardson. Sharika Jackson is the women's 200 metres world champion. Femke Boll of the Netherlands winning the 400 metre hurdles as well. Uh, I think Femke Boll is one of those nailed on athletes for the next Olympics for an Olympic gold. And a silver for Great Britain, Zach Shaw in the men's para-athletics 100 metres final as well. Well, staying with para-athletics and 41 athletes have been offered membership to the Paralympic World Class Programme for 23-24 by British Athletics. They include Ben Sandilands, the 19-year-old from Scotland who won gold in the men's T20 1500 metres at the recent World Para-Athletics in Paris. A team of 12 athletes have been selected to represent Great Britain and Northern Ireland at the first ever World Athletics Road Running Championships. They'll compete in the one mile, the 5K and half marathon races. Callie Thackeray, winner of the big half the other week in London, 
We'll be joined by Abby Donnelly, Clara Evans and Samantha Harrison in the women's half marathon race where individual and team medals are up for grabs. This sounds like an imaginative staging of a brand new event. Mm. Uh, Jack Rowe, Mohammed Mohammed, and Johnny Meller will take on the men's half marathon around the streets of Riga. And Verity Ockenden will go in the women's 5K, Sarah McDonald in the mile. The action is in Riga. Uh, the first weekend of October. It comes as World Athletics are in discussions to hold the World Cross Country in March next year in a yet-to-be-named city after deciding to pull out of staging it in Croatia, citing organisers' lack of sufficient planning and preparation. Uh, we should find out where it'll be at the end of this month. I will nominate South Park in Darlington for it. <laughs> Probably unlikely. Unlikely, but I'm going to nominate it. They did go for the Eurovision Song Contest. Again, I felt was an unlikely bid, but there you go. Uh, gymnastics, Max Whitlock is back. The three-time Olympic gold medalist has competed internationally for the first time since taking a break after Tokyo at the Gymnastics World Cup in Paris. A test event, of course, for next summer. He beat Ireland's world champion Rhys McLenaghan into second place in the Pommel final. Golds two for Courtney Tullock on the rings, Harry Hepworth on the vault and Luke Whitehouse grabbing bronze on the floor. Looking very good ahead of the World Gymnastics Championships in Antwerp. And finally, we always leave the rowing till last because of the switch off once it's over. So British Rowing have started a new campaign to find the next generation of GB rowers. So could you become the next sporting giant? After qualifying 13 boats for Paris at last year's, at last week's even, World Championships, they're now looking to the future Olympic and Paralympic Games in LA and Brisbane. And they want to hear from tall people. And they say, it doesn't matter if you've got no experience, that they can teach you to row. So I'm really sorry, Michael, but I don't think me and, me and you are going to be in this one. No, it's tallest. It, it takes me back, though, to a conversation we had with Vicky Thornley, uh, going back to the, the Rio Olympics. There's, obviously, her sport was equestrian, and uh, That's because right. she was so tall, she got picked out and told to try rowing. And I think uh, the story goes that she capsized the first few times that she did it, but but went on to win an Olympic silver medal. So it can be it can be taught. You just need the physicality to start with. I think if we have any future with British rowing, it's probably as coxes. <laughs> Now, as we head into the autumn, there is still plenty to come in the world of Olympic and Paralympic sport. You can check it all out on our sporting calendar. You can also read all our latest blogs on the website as well. Our website is anythingbutfooty.com. And you can always get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. On X, we're at anythingbutf. And you can find Anything But Footy on Instagram, on Facebook, and also on Threads. <laughs> Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.